The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. I will not tell you what to do. I'll just tell you what I'm going to do. I'm doing the Bruce Hooley Show without a mask on today. I am indoors. Maybe I'm not yet in violation of... Mayor Andrew Ginther's executive order. I certainly will be by tomorrow unless he signs the order after my show ends at 1 p.m. I'll certainly be in violation of it Monday. I've rolled around in my head how I'll react, how I should react. Sometimes those are two distinctly different things. As the mayor tries to keep us all safe as COVID continues to accumulate cases in Columbus and throughout Ohio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to a Thursday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. Very much looking forward to an interview that I'll be privileged, and I choose that word carefully, privileged to conduct uh, one half hour from now when Dennis Prager, whose show follows mine here on 98.9 The Answer, visits with us live. I'm anxious to talk to Dennis about COVID, get his advice for how we should receive a second round of intrusions, well, it's more than a second round, intrusions on our freedom and people who care deeply about you telling you how you should live your life. We're not done, of course. No sooner did Andrew Ginther get off the stage with his deep abiding concern for you and how that should be acted out in the way that you interact with others throughout Columbus, Ohio, and indoor spaces. But the president, Joe Biden, today will announce uh, stricter vaccination requirements for all federal executive branch workers, contractors, those who before could show a negative COVID test to live their life now will have to get vaccinated. And he's going to announce that he wants the schools to be testing for COVID because, I mean, certainly we have the money. We can always find the money. And we have long since moved past the point where getting COVID and recovering from COVID is a eventuality we can count on, despite the fact that we have vaccines, despite the fact that we have therapeutics, despite the fact that we have more than a year of data and case studies on how to treat the virus. Now we just cannot ever test positive or the world will come to a screeching and screaming end. Uh, You can tell, of course, that I am mocking, skeptical, somewhere on that continuum, maybe all over that continuum as I contemplate what Mayor Andrew Ginther did yesterday. Here is the uh, esteemed Democratic mayor of the city of Columbus. Um, indicating uh, what he is doing to cope with COVID in our community. We need to get vaccinated and we need to wear our masks. That's how we show support for our health care professionals and public health workers. We also need to do more as a city. And I'm announcing my plans to issue an executive order requiring all individuals, regardless of vaccination status, to wear face masks in indoor public spaces. This isn't about shutting down and giving up. No, it's about 
doing something. Doing something, right? That's the plea of the desperate. Do something. It's not a necessary requirement that you always do something, but people in power, well, they have power, and they feel like they should be able to wield their power to move the course of human events or human behavior. In this case, both. Did you notice what Andrew Ginther gave as the justification for getting vaccinated and wearing a mask? You're probably saying, yeah, sure. He's doing that to cut down on COVID. No, no, no. Listen again very closely. Why are we doing this? We need to get vaccinated and we need to wear our masks. That's how we show support for our health care professionals and public health workers. Oh, interesting. Now, I am not against showing support for our health care workers and public health individuals. I'm all about showing support for them. Could I just buy them a gift card? Uh, send them a nice note? Uh, pat them on the back? Maybe name my pet after them. That's not a reason to make people wear masks. I think our doctors, nurses, first responders, everybody on the front line, I think they know, I hope they know, how much we appreciate them. I don't mean to say that I won't be wearing a mask indoors because I'm disrespectful of our public health workers and nurses, doctors, all that. No. But that's not a reason for me to wear a mask. And let's tear apart the first part of Andrew Ginther's statement, okay? Here it is again, just in case you missed it the first two times. We need to get vaccinated, and we need to wear our masks. All right. So we need to get vaccinated, and we need to wear our masks. All right. If you get vaccinated, why do you need to wear a mask? Well, the vaccine must not be sufficient to stop COVID. So you need to wear a mask also. Okay, well, I mean, if you have to do both, that's fine. But I have a question. Back before we had vaccines, weren't we wearing masks? Yes. So if we were wearing masks and COVID spread, and if we have 200 million-ish people in America vaccinated, and COVID is spreading again, tell me how that being vaccinated and wearing a mask will make an appreciable difference in COVID. I'm not trying to be difficult. I'm just trying not to be histrionic. I do not deny that COVID is serious. I would not tell you that COVID is not serious. I have never told you not to get vaccinated, and I'm not telling you not to wear a mask. That's an individual choice, and I struggled with that choice this morning because, as and this is one of those instances where I cannot give you my viewpoint on this without citing my biblical worldview, okay? I believe in a, the Bible is the 
sovereign authority over my life because it's God's holy word and he's the sovereign authority in my life. So I know that I'm called to do a couple things. Number one, I'm called to, as much as is possible, live at peace with all men. I'm also called to respect authority. In First Peter, I read it this morning and I didn't enjoy reading it, says every authority. Okay. Now, if they tell me I can't go to church, no, that's trying to get between me and God, that's not going to happen. But I do not believe that the negligible, small percentage chance I have of dying of COVID is something that I would be demonstrating faith in God, and I'm called to live by faith, if I were counting on external means to protect me from the, what, charitably, 1.5% chance that I have of dying of COVID. See, I think there are things that God brings into my life as prudent safety measures, not jumping off the top of buildings, not driving drunk, not taking drugs. Those are things I, you know, don't do. Now, if this were a more prevalent threat of death to me, I would view medical intervention as a provision of God to help me get past the threat of death, because I think I have work to do here and work to do elsewhere and girls to raise and a wife to serve and a community to serve. So I'm not saying I'm anti-vaccine. But I'm saying that to me, and it's a personal decision and you got to make your own, the amount of danger that I'm in from COVID, and I've had it and recovered and have, at least the last time I had my blood tested, have immunity, have uh, 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 antibodies. I'm sorry, I misspoke. That negligible amount of danger that I'm in, it seems to me I am not living by faith if I have to mask up and jab up, okay? I'm going to count on the miraculous body and immune system God gave me to deal with this particular threat. That's my decision. I will not cede that decision to Andrew Ginther or to Joe Biden or to anyone else. You need to make your own individual decision. And I would be very curious to know what your own individual decision is going to be and why. Now that we are entering back into a time where the mayor of Columbus says you have to mask up indoors. How did you receive that news yesterday? How will you process it? How will it play out in your life? 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. The great and wise Dennis Prager joins us at 1133 a.m. Until then, room for you on The Bruce Woolley Show. Looking forward to speaking with Dennis Prager, the Salem Radio Network host, whose show follows my own at 1 p.m. Dennis will join us in about 14 minutes here on the Bruce Woolley Show. Room for you, 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. If you have a comment, a thought, uh, how are you going to react to Mayor Andrew Ginther's latest order that you mask up in public spaces? There seems to be some degree of confusion, at least with me. I'm going to plead Uh, confusion if I'm stopped today for not wearing a mask wherever I go. 
Uh, because Ginther says he will sign the order Friday. So I guess he's giving us a little bit of time. I did not notice any appreciable difference in people's behavior this morning in the places that I generally circulate. Um, there is, of course, a state law that says he can't do this, but he is counting on the fact that the state law prohibits public health agencies from issuing such mask orders, not city governments. Will that be challenged in court? Will Dave Yost, the attorney general, take it on? Don't know. Would love to see him do it. Uh, But, of course, we got all the alarmist rhetoric yesterday. And so here we are with uh, grocery stores, restaurants, barbershops, movie theaters, and the like. Uh, You're now required to wear a mask. State, federal, and religious buildings are not included. So hopefully um, you'll have freedom to go mask-free In those, and, you know, Keisha Roberts yesterday, the head of the uh, health department, issued her standard, the sky is falling, statements. Uh, Here is Mayor Ginther on uh, why he is doing what he is doing. This is about keeping Columbus safe and open for business by employing a strategy we know can slow the spread of COVID-19. This is about providing urgent relief to our dedicated healthcare professionals who have given so much to so many people. And this is about ensuring that if you need emergency medical care for COVID-19 or another injury or illness, there's a doctor, a nurse, a specialist, a qualified and experienced caretaker available to administer your treatment. Okay, this is alarmist rhetoric. It's meant to scare you. No hospital will turn you away if you need medical care. Don't be fooled by the ICU numbers that they'll throw out, that they're near capacity. Hospitals always have the ability to either place you in another hospital's ICU or to convert existing space into an ICU. There are also numerous other facilities around central Ohio and in almost every area of America where the capacity exists to turn that area into an ICU capacity. Um, Andrew Ginther and others have said, you know, we're, we're short on healthcare workers. Well, you know, that may be true. And part of the reason why that may be true, if you can believe the scores of healthcare workers who show up on the sidewalks outside Mount Carmel Health, outside the State House, protesting these kinds of things is that you are requiring them to do something that they do not want to do. One thing they do want to do is serve the people who are sick and need their care. But you are making it difficult for them to continue to do that because you are requiring them to get a vaccine they do not want to get. Also, I would also issue this little proviso to Mount Carmel. Why did you fire and try to put the stink of a doctor who was accused of murder on every single nurse on that shift. When none of them are going to defy a doctor's order to prescribe medicine. That might be another reason why you're short on health care workers. Howard in Grove City is our first uh, voice today on the Bruce Hooley Show. Hello, Howard. Oh, hello. Um, in listening to you talk about... Uh our illustrious Mayor Ginther. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I understand city government, he's the top man. He's the head banana. He's the big chief. Doesn't that make him the 
chief and the, I'll say, uh, the boss over the city's health department also. Hence, he's a public official. Hence, he cannot do what he thinks he wants to do mm. because he is restrained by an active and verifiable and real-life state law. Yeah, I would, uh, I'll let you argue that in court, Howard. <laughs> I'll take your word for it on that one. I mean, it makes a logical argument to me. It's really an ego out of control when you, A, think you know better than everyone else, that your opinion matters more than other people's personal freedom and choice, and when you circumvent a law enacted by a widespread body of representatives elected by the people. But Andrew Ginther is a Democrat, which means he is uh, equal parts illogic, tyranny, and ego. Jonathan in Worthington next on the Bruce Woolley Show. Hello, Jonathan. Bruce, i got to say I love your show. I've been listening since you started. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that very much. It means a lot to me. Hey, have you ever been able to get from, from any source what the effectiveness of a mask is? Because I've heard of the national news. And they never say what mask it is, that with the Delta virus, most masks are only 10% effective. So what, what are you supposed to wear, and does wearing it protect you? Your best mask bet is an N95, but it is not anything at all that has been proven by any study that masks make any appreciable difference. Most people do not wear N95 masks. Most people wear cloth masks or paper masks. And I don't know about you, Jonathan, but I've got my mask... Well, I don't anymore because I thought I was done with it. Hanging from the rearview mirror of my car. Every time I go in, I put it on back in the day, stuff it in my pocket when I don't need it. I've I've handled it a million times. You know, the condition of the masks people are wearing, are they sanitary? Are kids touching masks? Yes. Do they contaminate the mask by touching them? Yes. So I've cited numerous studies. The latest one I cited was from the University of Louisville, which shows that Mask mandates really don't affect COVID-19 spread at all. And I think that's evident in the fact that we're now dealing with this uh, again, and we dealt with it in spikes and valleys and peaks at times when we were wearing masks and times when we were not. It's going to do a virus what a virus does, which is spread and infect people. I'm wondering, the only thing I can see now at this point, maybe it just keeps the hands off of the face. If you go to a grocery store and watch the behavior of people in grocery stores, uh, I have not been to a grocery store to look and watch people uh, behave, no. What would I be seeing? What would I notice? Shows the arrows how to open up the bag. They've got their hands on the handle. It's always a young gal, attractive young gal or an old guy. And they look at the bag, and inevitably they go to plan A, which is licking your fingers to open the bag. Yeah, you're right. You're and right. then you touch the handle of the cart, and then you touch the produce. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, we, you and I are on the same page on this, Jonathan, is that, as I said, there's no logic to it. It is performative theater. It is, somebody's got to do something! Sometimes nothing can be done to make any appreciable impact. I will give thanks for small favors in that the initial reaction to all of this was... Lock it down. Shut it down. Everybody cower in the corner. Now at least we have leftists like Andrew Ginther saying, we got to keep our businesses open, we got to keep our schools open. If we can get them all the way across the finish line on the fact that this just has to run its course, then maybe we'll do something. Dennis Prager next.